welcome to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. I am not an expert. I'm just a person like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern-finding obsession. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor. My intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. And lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I hope to shine a light on a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS. But what you choose to do with that information is always your choice, and what works for one may not work for all. In our previous episode, we explored writing as a tool for healing with Donna. We had a great conversation at our flock meeting about ways we've each used writing to help ourselves process and release emotions throughout our lives. A quick reminder that if you enjoyed Donna's poetry and would like to purchase her book, I Go From Bad to Verse, reach out via our podcast email address and I'll get you all the information you need. This week, we're going to look at a fun little topic that has come up in several support group meetings recently. Flotation therapy. Before we get into today's topic, my gratitude today is for my college girlfriends. Two of these friends I actually met when I was much younger, one in kindergarten and one in middle school. But while we knew each other and often crossed paths in shared classes or on various sports teams, we were predominantly in different friend groups and didn't become close friends until college, where we met our third bestie. As someone who previously identified themselves as an extrovert, and who is now much more of an introvert, it's been interesting to see how, as I've evolved and changed throughout my life, that these relationships have remained strong, and I am eternally grateful for the flexibility and unwavering support we four ladies provide for one another through the many different phases and challenges we've faced in our lives since we lived together 30-ish years ago. Time has changed our relationships, and although we haven't ever drifted apart per se, we were seeing less of each other in person, since we're now spread about six hours apart and have much competing for our time and attention, such as our jobs, raising children, navigating our own health challenges, and caring for our aging parents. I'm incredibly grateful that a beautiful silver lining of the ongoing pandemic is that well over a year ago now, we decided to meet up via Zoom for happy hour every Friday together. This has become sacred time for us, and while all four of us aren't there every single week, we make it when we can, which is almost always, and this unwavering support network keeps us all strong, focused, and united in supporting one another in living our best lives. So thank you, Marcy, Nicole, and Jen, for being such steadfast beacons of light, support, and hope in my life. You've seen me at my best, and most definitely at my worst. Our collective ability and desire to love and accept each other for all that we are, even as we evolve over time throughout our lives, is such a beautiful thing. 
I'm grateful I have my MS friends who understand many of the unique challenges I currently face with MS. And I'm grateful for you, Wildcats, because you understand everything else. Much love, ladies. So what on earth is floating? And why might it be a worthwhile avenue of therapy for those of us living with MS? Floating is exactly what it sounds like. We float quite buoyantly atop the surface of 10 to 15 inches of warm and extremely salty water. Let's first look at why salty water. Epsom salt is often recommended by integrative medicine practitioners as a helpful tool that provides benefits to both our physical and mental health. It's a low-lift and low-risk treatment that is easy to use, affordable, and utilized in a minimally invasive way. So, what is Epsom salt? First, it's completely different than table salt. Epsom salt is a naturally occurring mineral salt that is a compound of magnesium and sulfate. It's called Epsom salt because Epsom salt was first discovered about 400 years ago near the town of Epsom, England, near London. Since that time, Epsom salt has been dissolved in bathwater to release ions of magnesium and sulfate, which can boost our mental and physical health. While we'll go deeper into this soon, for now, know that Epsom salt is credited for stabilizing mood and relieving anxiety, depression, and stress. Some researchers believe that magnesium helps our bodies produce more serotonin in our brains, which is the hormone responsible for happiness and relaxation. Research has also found that Epsom salt is a powerful tool in relaxing muscles and relieving pain, especially pain located in the neck, shoulders, back, and skull, making it especially helpful for treating headaches and migraines. Some researchers also believe that magnesium helps reduce inflammation in our internal organs. Since most disease is linked to inflammation, this is great news. It's important to note, however, that most research over the past 400 years on Epsom salt has been largely anecdotal and testimonial, rather than what's considered traditionally scientific. For example, no large definitive study currently exists that proves magnesium can be absorbed through the skin in amounts capable of addressing any potential mineral deficiencies. Even so, it's still widely recommended as a therapy to folks with chronic fatigue, spasticity, and cold temperature intolerance. Float therapy as we know it today dates back to the 1950s when doctors Jay Shirley and John Lilly at the National Institute of Mental Health became interested in how the human brain would react to an environment devoid of external sensory input. Epsom salt was used in conjunction with sensory deprivation to minimize sensory signals from visual, auditory, olfactory, gustatory, which is sense of taste, thermal, tactile, vestibular, which is our inner ear sense of balance, gravitational, and proprioceptive channels, which is the sense of movement and position of the body. As with many things MS, the only way to see if they will really work for us is to try it. 
To test Epsom salt's impact on your body, you can start at home with a simple Epsom salt bath. I personally found them to be a lifesaver in my early MS days when I experienced horrific and unrelenting neurologic itching. It was not uncommon for me to draw an Epsom salt bath in the middle of the night to soothe my irate body. When I did Epsom salt baths at home, I would use about two cups of Epsom salt in a tub full of warm water and soak for about 20 to 30 minutes, which is considered long enough to reap the benefits. Some Epsom salts come fortified with essential oils or other ingredients that might offer more targeted relief. For example, muscle recovery, dry skin, deep sleep. I find it's most affordable for me to purchase plain Epsom salt in bulk and then add whatever essential oils seem like the best fit given my current needs. If you'd rather not do it yourself at home and want to experience maximum results, float therapy is a growing industry around the world. I'll share a great resource later in this episode to help you find a float therapy location near you. But first, let's talk a bit about float therapy and how it differs from just taking an Epsom salt bath at home and why that might make floating just a wee bit more powerful of a healing therapy. In full disclosure, while I have drawn myself many an Epsom salt bath at home, I have only been able to experience professional float therapy once, as I found it just before the pandemic began, and I have not yet felt ready to return. That said, even that one experience was enough to convince me that I plan to resume this therapy as soon as I am ready. And as I share about float therapy, I'll share what I experienced when I went so that you can decide if float therapy might be something you'd like to try on your own healing journey. At float therapy, 1,100 pounds of Epsom salt. Yep, you heard that right. 1,100 pounds of Epsom salt is dissolved into about 180 gallons of water, which is an incredible amount. And it's this amount is what makes us so buoyant and able to float on the surface of the water. This is something we just can't achieve at home in our own bathtubs. And while it can be achieved at the Dead Sea, where millions flock each year to experience the healing waters, the float pods are thoroughly sanitized after every use and have added benefits due to intentional temperature of the water and the sensory deprivation pod. While float pods come in a variety of shapes and sizes, most are like small private rooms that you step into through a door. When you close the door, they are sound and light proof. The one I experienced had a remote full of options of gentle swirling lights and sounds or music if complete darkness and silence was not desired. It also had soft music and lights that started at the end of the session and gradually got louder and brighter until the float time ended. There was also an optional neck float to use, which I was told was purely for people who might worry about falling asleep and having their head drift underwater, which actually can't happen given the extreme buoyancy from the Epsom salt. As we float and experience a sense of weightlessness, this allows our spine to decompress in a very unique way. This in turn releases pressure in our muscles and joints, which for me drastically improved my spasticity and erased any pain I was experiencing. 
I'll mention here that I felt absolutely terrific for about three and a half weeks following my one and only float. I experienced an increase of energy, a playful carefree mood, and significantly less pain and spasticity. The water in the float tank is typically body temperature, and this is deliberate. Since the water around our bodies is the same temperature as our skin, we experience a strange sensation where we stop being able to feel where our skin ends and the water begins. This relaxes our central nervous system in a very noticeable way, and as we become deeply relaxed, our body experiences an increase in dopamine and endorphins and a lowering of cortisol. I'll mention here, in case you are feeling leery of a warm water bath, that in speaking with the owner of the float therapy location near me, she said it's really easy for them to alter the temperature for people like us living with MS or other neurologic conditions that might have a better experience with slightly cooler water. They just need to know ahead of time so that they can have the chamber ready for us at our desired temperature. For the record, my first time was at their normal temperature, and I did not have any issue with it being too warm, even though I'm pretty significantly sensitive to heat and often need periodic cold blasts when I shower. I plan to try a slightly lower temperature next time to see if that's even more enjoyable and therapeutic. A couple of other things about the experience that might be helpful to know. Typically, you have a private room with a shower where they ask you to shower before getting into the float tank and again after you finish. You can wear a swimsuit or be nude. On most float therapy websites, there are videos you can watch about what to expect so you can see the specifics of their tanks ahead of time, which will give you peace of mind and ensure you are fully prepared for the experience. Float therapy is a great way to reset our central nervous system and bring relief to our body and mind. Epsom salt is a natural anti-inflammatory and quite powerful in managing both chronic and acute pain, making it a helpful aid in injury recovery and ongoing pain. Let's look a little deeper at what float therapy promises. My location categorizes benefits into three categories, mind, body, and beyond. Mind benefits, a deep state of meditation, theta and delta state brainwave activation, stress relief, reduces anxiety and depression, energizes the mind, eliminates fatigue and jet lag. Body benefits, deep state of relaxation, reduces body tension and inflammation, joint decompression, increases recovery from exercise or injury, alleviates pregnancy discomfort, improves blood flow and circulation, aids in chronic pain management, increases healthy immune function, helps with magnesium absorption, lowers blood pressure, and improves posture. And beyond, improves sleep, increases creativity, aids visualization efforts, inspires introspection, self-reflection, and the ability to meditate and practice mindfulness more deeply, expands awareness, accelerates learning, and promotes connection with one's body, which can be really important if you're someone who experiences dissociation in difficult relationships.
Sounds pretty cool, right? So let's talk now a bit about sensory deprivation. I mentioned how the water temperature, that is skin temperature, makes us lose sensation and the ability to feel the barrier between our skin and the surrounding water. As people living with MS, you've likely also experienced some sort of sensory disturbance. This often manifests in MS as intense sensations of numbness, itching, or burning pain. This is extremely common for us to experience, since these sensations are caused by demyelination-induced nerve damage, which is the main mechanism of destruction in our bodies with MS. I mentioned that not a ton of truly scientific research has currently been done on float therapy and sensory deprivation chambers, but let's look first at one I found compelling. In a recent study of folks who identified as burnt out or experiencing chronic fatigue, they found that floating and sensory deprivation was quite helpful as a stress management tool. With the magnesium content driving adrenal glands to release the stress hormone cortisol, Participants recorded an increase in sleep quality and in their ability to ride out stressful situations more easily. In fact, participants in the study experienced a decrease in cortisol levels of 22% and more than 50% decrease in cortisol variability. Cortisol variability is how we can measure our ability to handle stressful situations without experiencing dangerous cortisol spikes. Before we move on, while cortisol is important for many of our body functions, I want to remind us all a bit about the symptoms of excessive cortisol. As I share them, be thinking of any of these are things you experience. Headache, neck ache, and backache. Not sleeping well. High blood pressure. Feeling tired or fatigued. Experiencing muscle weakness. Gaining weight without reason, especially in the face, chest, and abdomen. Catching colds and flus easily. Craving unhealthy foods. Not interested in sex. Gut or stomach aches. Skin changes, like easily bruising. Mood swings, including feeling anxious and experiencing depression. Increased thirst and frequency of urination. Reducing excess cortisol is critical for achieving relief in these areas, so if you experience any of the above, float therapy might be worth trying. I'll share some compelling information from additional studies I researched that showed floating for just two hours a week for two weeks improved insomnia symptoms for 12 weeks. For chronic insomnia, one float per week is recommended. People with MS often have sleep issues. When we don't sleep well, we don't heal well, and this further deteriorates healthy immune system functionality even further. While floating, we are so calm that we enter various stages of sleep-associated brain waves, which helps our brain to rewire and repair, otherwise known as neuroplasticity. Benefits of floating also include a reduction of blood pressure and healthier blood flow throughout the body, which significantly reduces our risk of stroke or heart attack. Floating also results in quick muscle recovery through the rapid reduction of lactic acid, 
In fact, many famous athletes like NBA star Steph Curry and Olympic track and field gold medalist Carl Lewis consider float therapy an integral component of their personal fitness regimen. For chronic pain sufferers, folks with arthritis, fibromyalgia, and MS have reported prolonged periods of pain relief following float therapy. This improvement often enables us to be more active rather than sedentary, which helps us with all aspects of our lives. Suddenly, getting off the couch, going for that walk, or cleaning the house seems a lot more realistic. Float users also experience enhanced creativity, problem solving, and memory. Participants reported increased performance at work, greater energy to put toward goal achievement, and an increased ability to absorb and retain knowledge. A fifth study showed that a group of people who struggled with meditation were able to achieve the same benefit of meditation through float therapy. Many of the same benefits from yoga practices were recorded without having to attempt to hold uncomfortable poses or achieve mental focus. The float experience was all they needed to emerge rejuvenated in a very different state of mind. Another study increased participants' ability to finally change bad habits and even serious addictions. This study found that regardless of the bad habit, whether it be smoking, alcoholism, or binge eating, participants felt a better sense of awareness to their choices and how these choices impacted their physical and mental well-being, making it easier to maintain control of these bad habits once and for all. Regular floaters have also reported an increase in self-love and their ability to love others, even in challenging relationships. By caring for ourselves and regularly pushing the reset button on our internal stress monitoring system, by releasing stress from our bodies and minds, we can emerge energized and renewed. One researcher explained it like this, quote, our body is like an organic computer. Like any computer, it can get sluggish if it's asked to do too much for too long. The most frequent advice given by IT professionals is turn it off, then back on again. In essence, this is what floating and sensory deprivation does. It's a reset of our brain and central nervous system, a clearing of our current mental state. The sensory deprivation that we are able to achieve by floating in a dark, silent pod allows our mind to fully relax in a way we have, may never have experienced before. In a study on a group of floaters with a desire to increase their mental well-being and decrease their anxiety and PTSD, they found that one hour float drastically improved their feelings of anxiety. 96% of participants felt comfortable staying in their tank for the full hour, and 100% found their experience helpful enough to want to float again in the very near future. Lastly, a few other interesting tidbits about floating. Floating can help prevent the development of diabetes and can positively impact the symptoms of autism, fibromyalgia, arthritis, MS, and other debilitating conditions. 
High levels of cortisol are found in people with these common chronic pain conditions, and often spiked levels of cortisol result in flares of these conditions. Regular floating can help us regulate ourselves over time and prevent or minimize the occurrence of flares. As someone who has or will eventually try pretty much every avenue when it comes to living well with MS, I appreciate all that floating offers in such a simple, reliable, affordable, safe, and non-invasive way. Sure, I can experience some semblance of similar relief through chiropractic care, acupuncture, cranial sacral therapy, or others, but it's interesting to me how a simple float can accomplish all of this and more without inversion tables, painful adjustments, needles, or medication. In fact, while no therapy is a 100% cure-all, floating is the only therapy that allows for a complete negation of the Earth's pull on our bodies, which makes it quite unique in nature. I thoroughly enjoyed my first float experience and honestly can't wait to go back soon and regularly. So, are you interested in float therapy? To find a location worldwide near you, visit www.wheretofloat.com. Between the words where to float, there are dashes. www.where-to-float.com. In the U.S., floats are typically around $50, but this varies widely by region. Be sure to check Groupon and other discount sites, or ask the float company if they offer first-timer deals or deals for people with specific health conditions. Many locations also offer package deals, monthly memberships, and gift cards, so this is a great option to put on your holiday or birthday wish list. Many accept HSA, Health Savings Account, or FSA, Flexible Spending Account, cards. Some locations also offer infrared sauna sessions or massages on site. I hope that after listening to this episode, we all, one, understand the many benefits of float therapy, both the healing magnesium aspects and the sensory deprivation benefits. And two, that we feel inspired to consider flotation therapy as an option to help us live our best lives with MS. Our next Misunderstood Flock meeting will be Saturday, January 1st. Yep, New Year's Day. At the Flock meeting, we'll discuss this episode and other episodes released this month and start the new year off right by spending time together supporting one another as we all strive to live well with MS. If you're not yet a Flock member but would like to be, join us. We meet via Zoom the first Saturday of each month. You can learn more and join us by visiting patreon.com slash msflock. As always, I encourage all listeners to reach out with questions, comments, future podcast topics, or guest ideas via email to mymsflock at gmail.com. And lastly, remember, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it, especially if we're flying together, supporting one another. 
As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, be well.